Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! We are back. Oops, something wrong with the sound here. I guess I'm all right. You're good. We're good. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. It's Monday morning. Looks like we're going to get a little hot August weather uh, here in Tennessee. And I guess we're due for it. But the days are getting shorter. Uh, it won't last long. Fall's coming, y'all. Fall, y'all. Dude number two, Mr. Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How was your weekend? Good morning. Good. Del went to the football game. Clayton, did you go to the football game out there? I did. Yes, sir. Yeah, they they, they got a little work to do, looks like. Yeah. Looks like, the, uh, little defense need to tighten up a little bit, especially on the defensive end side. Well, the offense has got to score, too. So. Yeah, they got to score, too. But uh, good defense can stop the other team, But That's... even though you don't score too many points. But, yeah, they got the – they got to gel and, and, and get some synergy in, into the offense so that they can move the ball down the field. And special teams is big, too. We had two snaps going over our punter's head. Yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. That, was, that, that was. That hurts. That hurts. So That, that was a cardinal sin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was on the. On the back side of the goal there, when one of them happened, it was it was, it was a field goal through through uprights. When yeah, he it was. <laughs> it ended up being a safety. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not good. Uh, they'll, 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 nobody needs to panic. Everything's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, okay. I think they're gonna work it out. They're gonna work it out. Uh, Everything's you know, it gonna looks be. Looks like fun. you got got some base of good team that they do the fundamentals and and get back into playing team sport. They ought to do well. Well, and, you know, first game jitters. I mean, our broadcast had the same. Uh, we had uh, – Audio was good. Well, on one station it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we had some forced errors and some unforced errors uh, trying to, you know, get all our equipment out and dust it off and get in the football game again. And uh, uh, we've we've sure been to that rodeo before, but, you know, you let it all – so let's see what happened. We, we were broadcasting uh, – I think the uh, pregame show, and in the shift from the pregame show to the uh, actual game show, we had to move some equipment and whatnot, and of course that didn't go as planned. <laughs> and so, uh, but we got practice. We got practice. We're shake. We're gonna <laughs> shake it off. We're gonna shake it off. And Take then, it off and keep going. Yep. And uh, and we, we'll get our we'll get our bugs worked out and be a well-oiled machine here pretty quick. And then we had unforced error. Um, and that man i hate windows uh we had a, a forced windows update uh during the game during the game that uh knocked uh the wkom broadcast off the air all the the football broadcast continued on wkrm so we were broadcasting the, the game on both stations last friday night but we've done a post-mortem on it, we, we, uh, and as, uh, as I'm sure Traverius Golf is doing with his team this afternoon to uh, uh, see, what, see what our errors were, and we're going to get them fixed. And I suspect the Lions are going to get everything fixed for this upcoming game. They will. Yeah, they, It'll see. be much better. Yep, and will be better. So, And I don't know what we can do about windows. Uh, I wish there was an alternative. 
Yeah. Uh, Just, you know what it's like. All of a sudden, you know, that screen, that little thing starts going, you know, round and round, round and round. You're just sitting there helpless. So, there we go. Um, In terms of, now, who who will Central play this weekend, Clay? They travel to Dixon County. That's always a big rivalry. It is. Uh, It's one of the longest standing rivalries. it dates back to like 1972, maybe. Uh, they've played that game every year, so yeah, that that it'll be a be a big game uh, on the road for the first time. And uh, uh, but the good thing is these first three games are non-region games, so they kind of they're there to get you ready for Shubville, who will come to town, I believe, on uh, September the eighth. So, but yeah, I mean. You look at the, just the, the number of kids out there dressed out. You you got eighty plus kids uh, for the first time in a while, and um, there's so much excitement. I mean, the crowd. Yeah, I was about the crowd to, on I, Friday was incredible. The Lindsey Nelson Stadium was packed, and people had, were just had a ball, didn't they? Yeah, it and was then, it was very very crowded. People were ready for some fall football at uh, Friday Night Lights. It's it's all good. Next time, Mister York, come up to the press box and say hello. Oh, okay. We'll, 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 we'll get you on the air during the game. Yeah, you want me to be the color man, huh? There you go. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, uh, it was good. I saw Carrie at the uh, – they had, the, you know, the little uh, cookout over there by the cabin. So, the tailgate? Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of – the band was over there, the tailgate. I mean, it was a festive time for all. You know, everybody's participating. Everybody's having fun, you know? Yes, they were. Big, big, big time. All right. Around the world, I guess the big news this week, and I, of course, my my phone's got a gremlins. I had a list. The, the legislature is going to go into special session this week. And uh, they're, what Governor Lee wanted some sort of red flag law or, uh, let's see, I've got an extremely dangerous person law or something like that. A, a procedure whereby, uh, either uh, uh, police, sheriff, or perhaps even another citizen could petition the court to have uh, firearms removed from an individual because they uh, presented a clear danger. Uh, and this is that would be called a red flag law. There, there are many different ways to do that procedurally uh, in a court of law, and there are a lot of varieties of these laws around various 50 states. Uh, some of them, you know, I mean, the the big fear on this kind of thing is the uh, ex-wife situation or the neighbor with a grudge situation. So that the ex-wife, you know, goes to see the judge and says, my ex-husband or my ex-husband deep to be is dangerous. And they go take away all his guns uh, when, in fact, he's not dangerous and she's just uh, uh, an angry ex-wife or ex-wife-to-be and that, that's sort of the big bugaboo because I you know ex-husbands might do it too but the many years I've been in the court system uh, you know a, a certain percentage of ex-wives uh, are gonna or ex-wives-to-be or ex-girlfriends or whatever are always uh, gonna find every way they can not all of them but uh, a good number are going to find every way they can to make their ex's life miserable. So, yeah, but Delk, the whole purpose is, you know, the governor finally seen the light when his wife's friend got 
got killed in that COVID incident. But right. the whole purpose is that legislature just bucks their heels and says we're not going to do nothing. When in 2022, there was about 5,300 deaths in, in Tennessee from guns. And this year, so far, it's 49, about 4,900 deaths from guns. Well, and Tennessee's leading the nation in firearm violence. Well, the three areas that we're leading in is is, is violence. Uh, let's see what it is. Uh Fatalities, firearm fatalities, firearm homicides, and firearm suicides. It looks like we they ought to do something. I mean, you you have a session to try to do some kind of law, and all this stuff about I'm gonna be afraid the the government's gonna overreach. It's the local authorities that's overreaching. So vote them out of office if they overreach. Oh, I, I missed. I, I I lost you on that last part, Mister Gore. Well, I'm saying government, you know, the, the issue is government's going to overreach and go and take people's firearms for nothing. Oh, if, oh. If that's the, the if issue. They, vote they, them out of office. If they do, vote them out. I got you. If they if they overreach, uh, vote them out. Well, there is, I've, I've been reading all I can get. We've talked to Scott Specky, of course, our uh, friend of the station representative. Uh, no red flag law is going to pass, period. And That's totally irresponsible, Dell. Well, can't they see it's irresponsible as a legislature to do nothing? Well, Mr. York, the people of Tennessee don't want it. It's just that simple. And the responsibility of the legislature is to vote the will of the people of Tennessee. And they not don't... necessarily. If the people are wrong, the legislator legislators ought to have enough sense to go in the right direction. Well, See, I, this this I, is where people get off the track. Do what I want done, or else we're going to vote you out of office. You're not necessarily right all the time. I'm not necessarily right all the time. Well, I, I that's the way I see it, Mr. York. That's why particularly the House members are up for election every two years. Uh, they are the People's Chamber, and they're, they're there to be responsive uh, to the will of the people and the people of Tennessee are overwhelmingly against this type of thing and these red flag laws they're just against it and these legislatures are let's just lay tours their phones ringing off the wall their emails blowing up and it's all against 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 and their well, phone calls well when they win an election they ought to know it's not a lifetime position well i, I sure knew it when i ran for election it wasn't a lifetime position well, even if it's not a lifetime, even if they're just going to stay one term, they still, uh, I mean, the way I see it, and I think the way most people say, see it is you, you've got to represent, and you've got to represent the will of your constituents, and the people of Tennessee just don't want it. Now, I mean, You I, represent the correct will, and you try to communicate with people to convince them that you're making the right decision. Well, that's They don't want to talk to the people. That's autocracy, Mr. York, and uh, we're going to do what's good for you even if you don't want it. And uh, that, that's <coughs> just not the way democracy works. And uh, so that's... People, people, of Tennessee just don't want it. Period. Now, you know, all the folks do, out there do the wrong thing, even though it's right, huh? As a famous politician locally said, Mr. York, <laughs> you, you do the job you were hired to do, and the people who hired our legislators don't want this, and, and that's the way it works. Uh, well, most gun owners in Tennessee don't have a problem with reasonable gun 
restrictions. Mr. Most gun owners. Only a small fringe in the firearm and the NRA, they are the ones pushing this this thing that continues to lose lives in Tennessee and our young people. Ms. York, thousands of people. The future of Tennessee is going into the graveyards. This is not about the NRA or anything else. This is people, constituents, calling their legislators and saying they don't want this. And I don't know if that's most going, but it's most of the people of Tennessee. And, And you folks, you know, who want something different done, I mean, just put this in your pipe and smoke it. In the last election, two-thirds of Tennesseans voted Republican. In the next election, two-thirds of Tennessees are going to vote, Tennesseans are going to vote Republican. And Republicans don't want this. Now, I, I, I myself could probably, you know, find a way to do some compromise, but I'm not a legislator. And if I were an elected legislator right now, I'd be saying just no, because the people of Tennessee just don't want this. And it's just that simple. And I, I'm I'm proud of our legislators for standing up for uh, doing the job they were hired to do. Well, you know, still, I think that's a skewed reasoning. And, and I've experienced that. I, when I was on the school board, uh, some of the school board members said, well, people are calling me. People are calling me about this. People are... When you and I ask them, I say, "Well, how many people are calling you? How many people are calling you about the issue? Give me a number. I don't want to hear this. Everybody's calling me. Give me a number." And when I got down to the root of it, you know how many people call particular school board members? Three. Well, I mean, three. Sometimes, sometimes. Well, I'm not. The people of Tennessee are against this. They are against red flag laws. And it's all people of Tennessee from all walks. And they're against it. And I am proud of our legislators for having the backbone to stand up and say, we're going to represent. Because that's what they were hired to do. A legislator deals with the tough issues as well as the easy issues, Delk. A good legislator. And if they don't stand up for principle, for the principle of saving kids' lives and saving people's lives in Tennessee then they're not worth, the, as, as a famous politician said, a bucket of spit. Well, I, you know, to get what you want, you're going to have to recruit another third of the electorate, electorate to convert to Democrat. That ain't going to happen, not in the next decade. Well, uh, I mean, the deaths are happening to Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. It's not just Democrats just dying. It's everybody in the state is no dying matter, because well, we don't no matter, have reasonable no matter, laws. I mean, no matter what's happening, the people of Tennessee don't want red flag laws. Just that issue. Let's take a break and come back. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Sal Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's a Monday morning. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. How are those five children doing? Did you get them all on the bus this morning? Man, we, we, we had some that did not want to participate very well this morning, but we, we got them there, and uh, they were there on time. Didn't so. want to participate in secondary education? Is that That, that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. It was the older ones. So, yeah. Oh, I had my moments like that. But... My children did too. I, I got an easy fix for it though. What's that? It's called uh, an air horn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always preferred a boat paddle, but you know. Oh, now that would most definitely fix it. <laughs> I, that's what they used on me at CMA, drilled holes in it so they could get a faster swing. <laughs> a little, little aerodynamic advantage there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, hey, grab your ankles and hang on, baby. It is. <laughs> Back when men were men, boys were boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, number one, Mr. Jim York, how you doing? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. I want to do a shout-out to Chris Chumley's dad. I met him at the tailgate there Friday night. He says he's listening to the program every morning, man. So hang on out there, Mr. Trumley? Yeah, we, we I, enjoy your participation. Alan's a good guy. Yeah, he is. I was down at Daniel's Barbershop the other day. They were talking about how they listened to us, and I think I may go down there and get myself a haircut next time I need one. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they're the, down on the square. Uh, yeah, and they're going to be the recipient, to recipients of a piano <laughs> too. So yeah. Yep, yep. We're about to deliver a piano to them. Uh, we got an excess piano in here, and Daniel's Barbershop says they want it, so. We're gonna. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it. There yeah. you go. Uh, yeah, you know, I got one topic I want to talk about this let's, morning. Let's do it, I want to talk about. What's up? I, I feel that that Tennessee is doing the legislatures or the board of regents, whoever governs colleges here in the state of Tennessee, has just done a, a great disservice to one of the universities here, and that's TSU. Doctor T- Glover is retiring, and from all indications, it's been a forced retirement, and it's about things that the state of Tennessee has never done. They owe TSU over $500 million by their own audits, and they're saying that the college or the the, the administration was misappropriating money because Tennessee had a increase in students over the last couple of years, and they had to have places for them to live. They didn't have dormitory space, so you mean TSU had an increase? Yeah, TSU. Yeah, okay. she put them in in hotels and stuff of that nature, and they're accusing her of mismanaging the money. Well, the students can't sleep, stay on a sleep on the street, and Tennessee needs to pony up the over five hundred million dollars for expansion and capital improvements that they are due and stop trying to finagle and and 
put the blame on an administrator. Dr. Glover was a was a great administrator for, for Tennessee State University. Well, Miss York, I, uh, Clayton, do you know anything about this? I've heard I've heard Miss York talk about this before. Uh, I don't know any of the details, though. So. I, I really, I, I mean, first of all, TSU is a great school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been an important part of our educational fabric here in Tennessee as to uh, who they who TSU. I, I assume T. Excuse me. I, I assume the TSU is still under the Tennessee State Board of Regents. Does anybody know? Yeah, that? They're, yeah, they're still yeah. under there, and right. and that's that's where my rub is. They're putting pressure on her and made her retire when they were guilty of not fun. And let me give you an example. My school in but, Louisiana, I mean, but, Gram, but, Gramlin but to be State, clear, was in the. But but hang on a minute. We'll go back to that, and I promise. But okay. I mean, but to be clear, so people will know. I mean, the Tennessee State Board of Regents. As I've always understood them, basically you've got the University of Tennessee system uh, within Tennessee, which has its own board of trust and whatnot. And then you've got the, uh, separately from the University of Tennessee system, you've got other educational systems, higher ed systems in Tennessee, like TSU, Columbia State Community College, and these, uh, Memphis, uh, University of Memphis, uh, uh, Middle Tennessee State University. And my understanding is now, there was some change up recently. I'm not sure, but basically all of these, the University of Tennessee system has its board. The Tennessee uh, Board of Regents governs, governs all these other universities, such as TSU, Murfreesboro, Memphis, et cetera. Is that your understanding, Mr. York? Yeah, and, and, and the, the issue I have, you know, they accuse but, but her the of person, performing. But the Tennessee Board of Regents... Right, be the body responsible for uh, hiring, uh, evaluating, and retaining or letting go, Doctor Glover. Correct? Mm-hmm. The... Yeah, but she she resigns. You know, she's retiring, and and I know from the but, pressure but that she's been getting. That's her it's... chain. That's. I mean, I'm not saying anything's right or wrong here. I'm just. Mm-hmm. That's her chain of command. That's that's right. The... Yeah, that's her chain of command. Okay, but but the issue. What I want to say. Basically, it's like my school down in Louisiana, Gramlin State University, had been underfunded for years. And we got a president in there that finally said, okay, you're blaming us. And we had the same problem, malfeasance, misappropriation of funds, and all kind of stuff, all kind of allegations by the past presidents. So this one president say, well, you owe Gramlin State a lot of money. We need you to pay it. And they refused. So he filed a lawsuit and won the lawsuit. And I'm saying Tennessee State needs to do the same thing for the for Tennessee State. If if the state of Tennessee won't properly fund, they ought to file a lawsuit against the state. And they, I guarantee you, they'll get their money and they'll be able to expand their university and make capital improvements. So there's little or no criticism. I hear little or no criticism from Grambling State University because they use the money appropriately and build doms and. And, and upgraded their university. So when you complain about not performing, but yet, yet they don't fund the university, what do they expect? And then they try to blame the administrator for the problem. Yeah. Uh, Mr. York, I can't comment on that because I just really don't know anything about it. I, again, though, I will say that Tennessee State University has been uh, an important part of the educational fabric of higher educational fabric of Tennessee for a hundred years now or more. And um, so I, 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 
I wish them the best and and uh, want Tennessee Tennessee State University is important to um, to the people of Tennessee. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's to me, it's like when whenever there's Tennessee State has made several gains academically as well as as, as band wise and doing things. It seems like when there's black excellence the state or people around don't like it you know and i know there was one legislature asked the president asked dr glover i saw a clip why are so many students going to tennessee state now well they want to go to tennessee state what's wrong with that you know and and it was like it was a blasphemy to go to tennessee state and and tennessee state did balloon up in population in the last couple of years so when there's excellence we ought to support excellence instead of trying to, you know, tear it down. This is what I see. Well, I, I Clayton, you, I mean, again, I generally, you know, am very supportive of Tennessee State. I don't know the details of what you're talking about. I don't know that. I mean, I, I, I think maybe one of the things that you're, you know, focusing in on is uh, the historically black nature. I mean, I took some classes at Tennessee State. I mean, this is 40 years ago. Um, but I don't, I mean, I remember, I mean, it was about as many white folks as there were black folks. Uh, yeah, Tennessee State serves a broad population. There's about 22% Caucasians that go to Tennessee State. Yeah. I, I they mean, go to the downtown campus, most of them. But, uh, you know, they serve they serve the community well. And And when I see things such as this, you know, it, it just breaks your heart to see well, uh, how did Tennessee, people put pressure. Tennessee originated, uh, Tennessee State University was, as I recall, and I can't remember the names of them, there, there was, uh, there were two universities in that, two state universities in Nashville back in the 60s, and they were segregated. And I don't know what, which was named what. Uh, one was uh, a, a black university and well, the other one was a white university so in the late 60s or 70s uh, to uh, to as a, as a remedy to that situation it was perceived as a as a wrongful situation uh, the two schools were just merged you know just merged into one yeah. which ended up being Tennessee State University uh, which, uh, and to the best of my knowledge, Tennessee State University has functioned as, like I said, it's been an important part of the educational fabric of Tennessee all during my lifetime. Uh, yeah, I, I just hate to see when they do get good administrators that's doing right for the population as well as the school, it seems like somebody always throws a wrench in the machine, you know? Well, I, I can't comment on that because I just don't know. Uh, Clay, you got anything there? Other than well, that? I just I just wanted to get it out of my crawl this gotcha. morning, so people understand that you know a lot of things are going on in Tennessee, and they're not necessarily good. Right. I don't know the details, but I'm generally see Tennessee State University has been a very positive thing for Tennessee, and a lot of people who attend there. I, uh, 
what it is, they actually have an agricultural experiment station that's out there on the Cumberland River. And uh, I worked with uh, their sheep people for a while. You know, it was sort of an extension service. They were trying to help me with my sheep. And, uh, uh, you know, said just doing the things universities do, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, and uh, their, their sheep faculty out there were excellent, and they uh, helped me quite a bit. So uh, it's their agricultural experiment station that's located out on the Cumberland River. Yeah, they do a lot of research, you know, and, and they help farmers because a lot of folks back in the day that graduated from Tennessee State were helping farmers to to plant and do better uh, yeah. production of crops well, and, I mean, they, and livestock, you know. I don't know. That. I guess they had doctorates of animal science or whatever. I mean, doctorates, right. doctorates of sheep or whatever, but <laughs> they uh, taught and also did experiments and research in agriculture and they've got a Tennessee there's a Tennessee State Agricultural Experiment Station out there on the Cumberland River and they were uh, very helpful to me in uh, you know telling me what to do with our, my sheep what to, how to treat them how to medicate them you know how to just all things sheep so I mean very very positive experience you know yeah well all I can say Dr. Glover a job well done and we enjoyed your tutelage as the administrator of Tennessee State University well, I, we got some information sent to us. It give a little more background to TSU and uh, Tennessee State University is a comprehensive urban co-educational land grant university founded in 1912 in Nashville, Tennessee. The present-day TSU University exists as a result of a merger on July 1st, 1979, of Tennessee State University and the former University of Tennessee at Nashville. Okay. Well, I had. Thank you, Mary I, Susan. I had it. Mo- I had it mostly right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you got some of it right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had the general concept right. See, I had yeah. no. I had no idea there was a University of Tennessee at Nashville one time. So I, that name escapes me. And I was the University of Tennessee at Nashville the historically black one, or was it the white one? Do we it, know? It was the white one. I believe it, but, was, it was the Caucasian. one. Yeah, they okay. they merged with TSU. So they just merged them together and and uh, made. And that makes that makes sense, uh, and and made one one university out of it, and so it's all a good thing. I guess it's about time for us to take uh, another break. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get Clayton's blood pressure up when we come back. Oh, here okay. we go. Oh, well, I, I think we're gonna be. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna touch on some national stuff. <laughs> all right, let's do it. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Stay comfortable and relax all summer long. Heller is keeping you chillin' with free outdoor gear when you upgrade your home's essential systems. We're giving away free Yeti camping chairs, coolers, backpacks, and more with the purchase of select new HVAC systems, whole home generators, and tankless water heaters. Stay chillin' all summer long. Book your appointment at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening.
right, folks. From, whoops, excuse me. We're back. Three news with a view. My name's Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's going to be a hot August day, and that's okay. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And number one dude, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. All right, folks. Hurricane Hillary is headed for California. Uh, California's <laughs> drowning, ain't it? Get the popcorn, ain't it fun? I saw a picture of Dodger Stadium. It's surrounded by, by water. water huh? It's surrounded by water. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It is unreal. Hurricane Hillary. There's just something ironic about that. Wherever she goes, people die. There we go. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, it's a tropical storm now. It was a hurricane, but it's it's been downgraded to a storm. Lots of water, but California needs it because they're always fighting droughts. Uh, Year after year. Yeah, they they desperately need the water. Uh, the problem is they don't need it in that. I mean, about, about every only 50 or 100 years do they get this much at a single time. And they don't have the basins and the drains and the things that are necessary. to. It just all runs off. I don't know if I ever remember a hurricane or a tropical storm hitting Los Angeles. No, they don't have the... Uh, but, it, but they have refilled those reservoirs out there, which... Uh, that's that's very important. They they operate on the ability to store water out there. They just don't get annual rainfall. You know, we're 55 inches a year. They may get 12 inches a year on average. So, it's a different if it's different water world. That's for sure, Mr. Orton. Yeah, you're, you're on the Colorado River a lot too because they drain in that quite often. You know, well in the um, western slope of the Rockies, they 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 run off of the snowmelt. Which comes in uh, uh, as the snow, the snow melt out of the western slope of the Rockies, and then they've got to have the ability to store it and distribute it as uh, it melts every summer, and that's how they live. And um, you know, it's it's much different from our world. That's that's for sure. Okay, Miss York, you said you were going to get Clay's blood pressure up. I, I want to see. Yeah. I got I got some pills in my pocket, so yeah, uh, don't yeah, spare. Yeah, just have them ready now. Yeah, don't, now, Clayton, don't Clayton, spare here, Here's the deal. I'm beginning to see some slack in the rope between Trump and DeSantis. Trump, the latest Quinnipiac poll said that 64% say that Trump, uh, they wouldn't support Trump. Fifty-three percent said that he he had a problem with documents on election. Sixty-two percent say they that he was unfavorable as a candidate, and forty-seven percent of Republicans say there was some type of interference. Now, with slacking the rope on Trump and slacking the rope on DeSantis, where will the Republican Party go? I mean, every poll I've seen, Trump has a 20 to 30 point lead. In in terms of, yeah, I mean, go ahead, Clay. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, it's his to lose. I don't see him losing it. I think, again, I think if Democrats had just left him alone and the media, you know, the news media would have just ignored him, I don't think he's the nominee. uh, How are you going to ignore Parrot all the time? Do what? Are you going to ignore a parrot all the time? 
Well, I mean, they've done a good job of ignoring <laughs> Hunter Biden the last couple of years up until the well, last Hunter couple Biden of months. Hunter Biden was not an elected person. He was a John Q. citizen. And now you got the uh, now you got the mainstream media talking about the connection between him and the big guy. And yeah, but we don't talk about Jared Kushner getting that two billion dollars, do we? Yeah, but uh, he didn't do it illegally. He well, yeah, that was part. We don't that, know was, that, that was that was that was never been an investigation. That was part of an investment deal. If Jared Kushner, believe me, if Jared Kushner did something illegal or didn't file his taxes properly. They would indict him. There's no doubt about it. Jared Kushner's been sitting on that $2 billion. He's been getting paid a fee, and he hadn't done a thing, not any kind of work. He's been getting paid by the Saudi government every month. And and again, if if he's, to, if he's to that invest fi- the money on behalf of the Saudi government, he, yeah, he's not investing it because it's not time to invest it. I mean, what's worse, that or well, getting money from uh, somewhere, Mr. from Burisma? He isn't keeping it in his pillow, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean that's ridiculous. I, you know, but what y'all gonna do with all this slack in the rope by Trump? His, his well, favorite belt is is dwindling. It might be good to you and Ms. Clayton, Ms. York, but Ms. other people that are reasonable are beginning to say. We got a problem here, Denmark. Miss York, you're gaslighting yourself. I mean, you know, I I thought DeSantis would do better than he has, but he's dead. And uh, no chance. No chance. And Trump is going to get the nomination, and uh, the Democratic Party and the corporate media uh, could have, as Clayton's right, they could have taken they they had two paths in front of them to attack Trump. Uh, one to ignore him, but the other to actively attack him. Which they did by manufacturing RussiaGate, and then they went on to that January 6 Hollywood video thing that they did with that trumped up. Well, that's the right. Well, I mean that that faux committee uh, that uh, produced a video, and Trump's popularity just went up more the minute they released that thing. Uh, every time Trump gets indicted, his pop, his polls go up, and I, I don't know what polls you're looking at, but I mean. The polls that I'm looking at, I mean, DeSantis continues to fall, Trump continues to rise, and I think Clayton's right. I think that, uh, and, and that's, and you're seeing the, you're seeing the same you're seeing the same effect here in Tennessee. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this, Mr. York. Yeah. Um, there, there's there's a couple of people that you and I both know mutually, and uh, I hadn't talked to this person in a while, uh, but this person. Um, uh, they both are, are, are Democrats and good friends of mine. I saw this person for the first time in a while, about two weekends ago, and uh, we're talking. And he shockingly is telling me that he's going to be voting Republican this time. And I said, why? And he told me, he said, it's because of what they're doing to Trump. And, and I couldn't. I'll be honest. I honestly couldn't believe it. I mean, these people were they vote they voted for Biden in 2020, but now they're going to vote for Trump. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you've almost created a martyr here. I mean, you you, you p- people well, but in the wrong way, Clayton. In the if if Trump would have been an outstanding person and doing things above board and and had a good but character, we get it. Well, you don't like we always refer to you don't like the Trump, character you know, of a person. Trump has done every. He did it before he got in office, and he continued to do it when he was in office. And it's caught up with him because yeah, the government's it, got deep pockets. Yeah, He's not a contractor. That, and his polls just going out of business. I, I'm, I'm, I don't believe in a lot of the polls. 
I just put those numbers out there because well, you were just say. quoting them like crazy. I quote them, but I don't believe them because it's gonna be worse. That you well, know, the, y'all had the red wave with the polls too. Remember? I, the, you I, you didn't know, get a red wave. I, you got I, a trip. You I got agree. A I mean, the polls maybe give you uh, uh, just. People gonna tell you what they what they want you to believe. Yeah, the and polls are not gonna tell you the truth. Right, Sometimes wrong, and they, you know they, all they are is just something to sort of maybe give you a gauge of which way things are going. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and, and I know Mr. York's gonna disagree with me. Um, and, and this is just my opinion. So, uh, but I think in a hundred years they're gonna look back at uh, the 2020 election, and they're they're gonna. They're going to see that the whole thing was rigged, and I know I, I know that uh, you'll dis- disagree with me on that, Mr. York. But uh, some of the evidence that is coming out now, it's clear to me that there's no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes. I mean, again, I go back to Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. He he was nowhere near 81 million votes, and to me, he's one of the most popular politicians of my lifetime. There's just no way. And I know well, I know you'll say that it, you know it was against Trump, Mr. York. Those states don't just stop counting like that. That's never happened in my lifetime where they've all said, "Wait a minute, we're going to stop counting." Trump has the lead right. in all these different places, and then all of a sudden those numbers go up the next morning. I, I, I'm I know we've talked about this in millions. It, it's fact. I mean that that's what happened, Mr. York. They stopped counting. That's still we never stopped counting Murray County. Well, no, we didn't. But in places that you it, know, in, places in that mattered, thing, it did. Uh, places that mattered was higher turnouts than normal. People were voting not necessarily for Biden, but they were voting against Trump. They saw the carnage that he was creating in this country. This country was was okay on an international scale, and 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 in a. Uh, domestic all right, scale, all right. and but they Mr. voted York, against Trump. Mr. York, and they turned out. They turned out. They did what democracy demands: turn out and we vote. Yeah, those vans with boxes of ballots voted against Trump. That's for sure. Now, uh, the um, but the topic you brought up though was is Trump losing ground? Uh, no, he's not. And I'm I'm surprised. Like I said, I've been surprised myself. But uh, uh, everything that Every time he gets indicted, uh, every time he's falsely accused of things, every time he's attacked, uh, he becomes a further martyr and his numbers go up. And we're seeing that in Tennessee, Mr. York. All the uh, well, well you know, Tennessee is not leading the nation. Tennessee is just well, following the I'm, crowd. I'm back to you and your gun control <laughs> stuff and what's going on in the special session of the legislature. Uh, what most Democrats have chosen to do is to act out and we're likely to see more of that in the uh, in Nashville this week and they've chosen to harass to act out to uh, make false claims about where the uh, electorate is and just to generally show their ass and that's the people will peacefully protest in Nashville to say that the legislators need to do something do something well, you know, but they're going to act out. They acted out before. And the problem is, it's for Democrats, it's counterproductive. I mean, the, like I said, the fundamental equation is two-thirds of Tennesseans voted Republican in the last election. Two-thirds of Tennesseans will, will vote Republican in the next election. But every time you you put on these shows and you act out, 
uh, more people. You know, that's going to go up. Instead of two-thirds, it's going to go up to 70 or 80% of Tennesseans because they see all that crazy histrionics that these unreasonable people, and they go, we, we don't want any part of that. And so they become Republican. People that, have a right to protest, Dell. But what's going to what's going to happen? You is have that, a right. Yeah, you have a right to protest. Because of the protests and because of people that want to have reasonable gun laws, the gun lobbies oh, are going to kill. Hey, hey, you're preaching the converted. You've got a right to protest. You've got a right to act out. You know, I I didn't want to expel the Tennessee Three for you know trying to take over the the House of Representatives, but. Every time they do that, more people say, you know, I don't want any part of this. I'm voting Republican. Until no, they're not saying that. Yes, I they mean, are. You are not converting Democrats to vote Republican. Looking Mr. York, at the, Mr. York, at if the, in how if they the Democrats had sat down and said, we will have some reasonable conversations, then the Republicans might have done it. I would have favored that. But when you just come in waving gavels, and doing crazy things, you know, I, I go, uh-uh, I'm not being, I, if I, I can't look like I'm giving in to these people. No way. Democrats have principles. Republicans go with the world. Oh, okay. If that, did, your, it, 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 you have created a situation where you're losing more votes and where people who might like to compromise with you cannot find an atmosphere to compromise. We, and that's going on in Tennessee we're, with this well, gun business right now. look what's happening right in now. other states, Dell. Look, look what's happening in Ohio. They have I'm, not, I'm looking at what's happening. Let's look what's happening well, in Tennessee. We, we okay, just had, we but, just had a listener. I'm the win is to go with the, with the Democrats and what they stand for and not go with the Republicans. Well, we just had now, a... We, just we had have a, a supermajority here. So, we, just had, we just had a listener text in and say, Democrats love Trump when he was giving money to their campaign. So if they're, if they're full of principles Mr. York, maybe all those politicians, the Democrat politicians who received money from Trump prior to 2016, ought to give that money back on principle. What the Democratic Party has done in Tennessee has made it impossible for people like me who might compromise to compromise because it would look like I'm giving in to a bunch of crazy fools. No, you're not giving in. You're giving in to reason, and and that's show that's me hard. some reason. Some pe- what some reason? Republicans on the right have no ability to reason. Not no, yeah, all of yeah, them are bad Republicans. You, you go get but on, a lot of them are extreme. Get on Gloria Johnson's Twitter feed and see she's crazy. Now who's that? Gloria Johnson. Gloria Johnson? She's not crazy. She does. She's an upstanding legislator. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Bye bye. See you tomorrow.